Peace, peace, peace. I am Philip Browntree, and you are tuned into the June 26th edition of Rhetorically Speaking. Props to those of you who are watching on YouTube. Make sure you go and hit that subscribe button. I'm not sure where it's located. It might be up here. It might be down there. It might be to the right. I'm not sure. But just make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also, leave a comment. Uh, I'd love to hear from the people. Listen, I'm, I could take critique. I'm about to lie and say I could take critique. I could take critique. I can't take criticism. And even the critique that I receive, I'm always mindful of because I'm a Scorpio, so I got to take a minute. So if you put the comment up there, I'm going to look at it about 73 times. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go, I'm going to go sit with it. I'm going to beat myself up a little bit. And then I'm going to come back and I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me chew the meat and spit out the bone. And if it was toxic masculinity, if that's what this podcast is about or my other podcast, then I would say uh, a common phrase in hip hop to let you know that I am masculine, that I am a cis hetero male. But that's not what we're going to do here because we not toxic. But make sure you leave a, a comment. Also hit the like button. I heard that's a good thing to do. So please do that. Again, shouts to those of you who are listening on whatever streaming platform you are streaming this on. Again, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. I love feedback, man. I I love to hear whether this resonates with you, whether you like feel you on some complete bull job, which I'm accustomed to hearing at times. But again, any type of participation is always a a beautiful thing. I know some folks like, Phil, this is supposed to be live. Rhetorically speaking, it's supposed to be live. Listen, we're trying to figure it out. Got some things in the works that I'm trying to navigate some behind the scenes, behind the scenes things. But it will be back live at some point because I I would love your perspective on some of these topics that we're going to that we always talk about. But but which we're going to be talking about specifically today. Ah, Sorry. You are the only time we're going to get the feedback is in the comments. So make sure you hit the comment section. So listen, we got a dope show on tap, man. We're going to have some conversation about the BET Awards. We're going to do a recap of that. We are also going to have a conversation, maybe a a mea copa. I think that's it. M-E-A copa, where I, I talk about my now position on the sister who snatched the mic at the now we know it's LaGuardia Community College. I may have a mea culpa. I may be apologizing. And last but certainly not least, we're going to have a discussion on the Titanic 2. But first, this BT recap. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put on my, my fake. I thought they was called gazelles, but apparently it's Cavell. Something like that. Like my, my fake Spike Lee do the right thing joints. You know what I'm talking about. So if you're on YouTube, you know exactly what it is because I just put the glasses on. And so here's my BT recap. I ain't watched that. I ain't I ain't watched that at all. I heard something about Buster Rhymes. Somebody hit me up like I can't wait to hear Phil's recap on Buster Rhymes' speech, which I was going to look up. And then they said, "Yo, Patty Labelle was butchering Tina Turner's song. She couldn't remember the lyrics." I was going to watch that, but something else caught my attention. And this is actually a serious conversation, right? So that's my BET Awards recap outside of this conversation we're about to have now. So I'm going to take these glasses back off because I can't see them. That's one thing about if you're a glasses wearer, we know all prescriptions aren't the same. And I ain't going to say if you're ordering stuff from overseas, you need to be mindful of it. But if you're ordering stuff from overseas, you need to be mindful of it because I actually like them glasses. But I probably can never wear them because the prescription is horrendous. So if you know anybody in the Philly area who can change prescriptions, Hit a brother up. Again, put it in the comment section. Be like, Phil, yo, go here. 
but back to the serious conversation that we're about to have. So uh, I woke up this morning and I went on my my other Instagram account because I got the shave room and stuff blocked on my on my regular account because I just don't need that that level of toxicity in my life. And I went on there, and I'm not going to tell you what the name is, but I went on there, went on the shade room, because I was like, I need something, something to talk about. It is it is slow in society right now. You know, I, I want to have these critical conversations multiple times a week, but sometimes things are just slow. There's nothing to happen in the sports world re- regarding race, re- uh, social justice, you know, things that I, I like to talk about. In society, there's always something happening, but nothing uh, nothing which is, is garnering attention of the entire society or specific or black folk in general right now. But then I looked and I saw Philly's own Lil Uzi Vert. Let me rephrase that. And I'm gonna let you know why I'm rephrasing it. I saw JT of the City Girls abuse or attempt to abuse Lil Uzi Vert, Philadelphia's own. And I, I read the caption and it said, JT throws her phone at Lil Uzi Vert. And I immediately, immediately went to, that is domestic violence. See, this idea that we have in society when it comes to domestic violence, number one, we think it only impacts women. And yes, we know that one in four women are going to be a a victim slash survivor of domestic violence in their lifetime. That's a fact. We know that they're disproportionately uh, represented when we talk about physical and emotional harm and abuse specifically, sexual assaults specifically. However, men are also represented. We know that one in seven, yes, one in seven men will be a victim slash survivor of physical abuse in their relationship. And I actually think that number is probably lower. Why? Because we talk about this idea of of masculinity. Y'all know my position. I don't get into terms like femininity, masculinity. But what we do is we do recognize that there is, is specific tenets for those who do believe in this idea of masculinity, that you have to be strong, that you have to endure, that you a sucker, if you go and report your girlfriend, your partner, right? Because make sure we say partner too. Because we know our, our gay, our bisexual brothers are also assaulted, right? We don't just want to look at it from the lens of a cis hetero man. Because again, we'll be, do, doing, we'll be doing this a disservice. We'll be doing them a disservice. We'll be erasing them, right? And so I, I, I saw this take place and I watched the video again and I'm not going to play the video because again, you can look it up on your own. And I watched this happen. And I specifically wanted to see what this young brother's reaction was going to be. And it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. He ended up chasing after her. He ended up trying to talk to her, calm her down, probably apologizing for whatever whatever uh, preceded the throwing of the phone. And then all was good in the land of JT and Lil Uzi Vert for the rest of that show. 
And so, so many thoughts came to me as I was trying to process this situation. One, this isn't the first time this happened, right? For this to be a public space in the level of comfort, in the aggression that was expressed, this wasn't the first time. And again, I'm not in the shade room to see, to, to watch and look at and see all the instances because I know they chronicle it. I know they've had some relationship quarrels at times that was publicized. So no, this was not the first time that this happened. I put it out on social media and I said that, listen, this is domestic violence. And a response that was on, on one of the posts was he was allegedly speaking to Ice Spice. And flirting or, or something related to that situation. And that was the, 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 the initial response. And so, again, when we talk about this idea of harm, when we talk about things being problematic, when we automatically go to a, a potential justification. Of why this took place, it doesn't matter. Unless we're talking about there was some type of physical harm that was being perpetrated by him. Somebody's person was being threatened. Then, yes, physical violence may be warranted. But we're talking about somebody flirting. We're talking about somebody, somebody smudged somebody's puma. And this is what warrants throwing a phone at somebody. Again, this this couldn't be the first time. And but I didn't want to castigate the, the, the sister who commented on my post. Why? Because that's that was the takeaway for me for a long time. Well, what happened? It doesn't matter what happened. We could get to that. First, let's let's focus on on this. Let's focus on the violence. And so often when we talk about well, what happened? Right? We lose focus. We lose focus on who's the victim slash survivor. More importantly, we lose vic we, we lose sight of who's the perpetrator. Because in, in, instinctively, we automatically go to to this 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 societal need to 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 either uh, approve of the behavior or reprimand. When yes, I'm I'm sure yes for for there is some some legitimacy as to why we want to know what happened, but not before we address the behavior. Not before we, we address the perpetrator. So when I saw that take place, I was taken aback. The second thing, I thought about the harm. Just the harm of the people who are watching, who are seeing this. This can be triggering for somebody. Yes, yeah, something as simple as a phone. I was in conversation with another sister and I said, yeah, it was domestically violent. It was abusive. And her response says, well, we don't, is it abusive? I mean, we don't know if this is a pattern of her acting violent. And I took those words and I gave them back to her. This one incident of her acting violent. And it was an awakening for this person. It's just like, wait, that's, that's all it takes is one. 
That's all it takes is one when we talk about this idea of physical violence, when we talk about emotional abuse. All it takes is a, a one curse word to cause harm. And so when we start to think about the people who have to navigate this type of harm, they're in this space. Granted, I don't know how safe to, a safer space the BET Awards anyway, because it brings all of societal's ills into this one arena for us to laud and celebrate. But that's a conversation for another day. So I thought about the people who had to be privy to this on the night that they're honoring Tina Turner. Again, the irony. Who was frequently abused by Ike. Again, let's rephrase that. Ike Turner was a domestic abuser. And you may be wondering why I keep switching it around because that matters. That matters. I was watching a, a, a TEDx talk by uh, the, his last name is Katz. And it was it, the, the topic was why men should can stop sexual assault, sexual abuse. And he went into this list of how as a society we get it wrong. We talk about how Mary was abused by John. Right. Automatically takes the onus off of John and puts it on Mary. It puts the emphasis on Mary. Until it gets to the point was Mary was abused and we forget who the perpetrator was. Because why? We're so hyper focused on Mary, on the victim slash survivor. That we lose sight of the perpetrator. And so that's why I keep going back to to change my words, because, again, that's critical when we're trying to have these conversations and we want them to be meaningful. With that being said, uh, I did a search because I wanted to find out after I, it was just like, yo, this is problematic behavior. This is dangerous. This is unhealthy. Then it was just like, OK, now what was it? What took place now that he's safe? Because, again, safety is paramount, not what happened, what caused it. First, is this young brother safe physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually? And then we can start to have the conversation about what happened. And I'm not going to necessarily get into what happened because, again, I don't care. But when I did a search. You'll see that this popped up. And so for those of you who are listening, it was just what the headlines were regarding the incident. And so they all started with JT again. Starting with the perpetrator, throws phone at Lil Woozy Vert. Golf clap. Golf clap. But again, even that language is soft because if we're going to do anything to, to, to change the trajectory of humanity to where we hold perpetrators accountable while simultaneously empowering victims slash survivors, then our language has to be it has to be top notch. And so, yes, that was cool. But then we also need to, to speak to the severity of it. And you might be thinking it's just a phone. It may or may not even hit him, but it's the intent. It's the intent. 
if you shoot somebody and you miss, no, you didn't kill them, but it was still the intent to harm them. If you attempt to punch somebody in the face and you graze their, their nose, the intent is was most severe. And so I didn't see any language about abuse. I didn't see any language about domestic violence. I just saw, yo, that's crazy. Yo, that's wild. And I'm not telling you anything that I haven't thought about as points, various points of my life when you do hear certain things. When I watch what's love got to do with it as a child. And again, we're talking about chronological age as a child. We're not even talking about the maturity level. Because some folk will still watch it, watch it at, at 40 and at 50. In the maturity level, say, yo, that's wild, man. And still, instead of really understanding the depths of what they are watching. We don't walk away saying, yo, the abuse was crazy. I Turner needs to be be canceled. He needs to be held accountable. He's like, yo, Lawrence Fishburne acted his ass off. Lauren, uh, uh, Angela Bassett acted her ass off. They should have got a they 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 should have got some white validation in the form of an Oscar. But never about the actual abuse. And so when I watch that. And I'm sure we're going to have future conversations just about this idea of domestic violence experienced by men and boys and the emotional abuse and the, and the spiritual abuse because they're all interrelated. You can't have one without the other. Throwing a phone at somebody is not only physically abusive, but it's emotionally abusive as well. And the last thing I thought about was what are the models? What are the models of a healthy relationship that black folk, specifically young black boys and young black women see? Are black non-binary folk? Where are the exemplars? And I'm not talking about the media because I, I don't give white folk that credit. I don't need to see Little Mermaid being black. I know what that could do for some people. That's not lost upon me. But I need something written in living color. Real life. Real life healthy relationships and in, in, in that being seen. And unfortunately, the models of healthy relationships, healthy romantic relationships, no matter how you identify, Gender-wise, uh, sexuality-wise, it's lacking. And then we all again we add in the environment where they were at. Fifty years of hip hop. I know people they talk about that, you know, and I talk about that Geraldo line myself. I didn't. I never heard it until uh, until Kendrick Lamar had it on the damn album. And I'm paraphrasing where he said hip hop has, has destroyed more lives than, than racism or white folks, something like that. And initially I was up in arms. But then I had to take a step back. 
and I had to think about the the impact of music, the the influence that it has on black folk, that it has on brown folk. See, I don't know how how Europeans give it up, music wise, but I know the vibrations, the spirit is within us. When we when we no matter how you you identify spiritually, religious wise. I know what a, a, a smoky Norfolk song would do to me. Just that feeling, because that's tapping into some higher level stuff. That's tapping into the ancestors, or the, the and or the deity that you that you that you uh, that you believe in. When we think about the Orishas, when I'm in the gym, and I'm not selling all the drugs in the world by the music that I'm listening to, because again, music influences you. So when I'm selling all the drugs in my in the world, listening to Jeezy, I'm amped, I'm hyped. I'm able to go squat 400 pounds. But at times when I'm not listening to that, I put on the sounds of Trinidad and Tobago and the Orishas, the chanting, the melody, which again, fills me up. And so we can't neglect the influence that this music has had on not only us as individuals, but us as in, in our interpersonal and intimate relationships. And that's why we talk about fuck culture. That's why I say fuck culture. Because it's destructive. What is it rooted in? Some of my research is rooted in, in, in the understanding of, of hip hop and the origins of hip hop. And yeah, part of it was, 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 a, was fun, but also it was a way to, commu- to communicate uh, our experiences and a lot of times the harm that we've experienced to help us better cope. And so we can relate that to somebody else who looked just like us. And so we can have this dialogue. And so maybe, yes, maybe it was, a, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was pure. But I, don't, I can't sit here and say it was 100% pure. And then we know what it's morphed into. We know what it's spawned into. And again, I make the distinction between mainstream hip hop, which is all we saw, the majority of what, what folk saw on the BET Awards. I had a brother post about why, why is, is hip hop women, you gotta be a hoe. First again, let's take that step back. It's just like fam, like because somebody is embracing their sexuality, they're a hoe? Again, I ain't always been delivered. Now, I wasn't going around calling people hoes. But I knew it was a sister who, uh, you know what, if, if she had a certain amount of, of, of sexual partners, again, like as if that really matters, that's more ego, that's more pride, that's more unhealthy, toxic masculinity than anything else. But I knew it was just like, ah, nah. And it's before they came up with the term, she for the streets. Again, Think about the stuff that, that, that's in our, in our lexicon, in our language that we use to describe folk, to describe our women. But again, I ain't gonna act holier than thou. 
But when we start, when we start really start to unpack and think about the, the ways of knowing and how we've learned. Bringing in the unhealthy influences of that exist in hip hop, which, again, is, is it's spawned from what? From from white supremacy, from capitalism, all the things that don't mean black folk well. But it's not until we really interrogate our belief system and we start to look around and start to see all the unhealthy influences that would end up with having this young lady throw her phone at this young brother. On TikTok, and apparently my post on TikTok is like, I ain't gonna say blowing up, but it's gotten a lot more love than I've ever gotten on <laughs> or, or, uh, on the gram or on Facebook. But one sister says she need to be arrested. Well, you know me, I don't, necess- I don't advocate for the man to be pulling up. Despite watching Law and Order, I don't advocate for the man pulling up because I don't believe in that system. I know I cringed when I watched Who's the Man with Ed Lover and, and Dr. Dre. It's like, yo, you the man? But what does accountability look like? Does accountability look like Lil Uzi Vert leaving a relationship? Does accountability look like Lil Uzi Vert saying, all right, listen, babe, that was, that was, I'm concerned. Maybe we should go to couples therapy. Maybe you should go to individual therapy. Maybe I should go to individual therapy so we can process this because we do love one another. Maybe that's what accountability looks like. I'm not going to jump to say press charges. But the reality is that's not how it happens. I can't speak to the, to the inner workers of their relationship. I know for me, it took me some time to finally get a healthy relationship in my mid to late thirties. One of my mentors, he said, Phil, my first healthy relationship was in my late forties, early fifties. Because we normalize behaviors like this. And so I hope, I hope these young folk, if they not good for each other, they need to leave. They need to separate. Forget image, forget all that shit. That don't mean nothing. Because again, we're talking about quality of life. Which starts from, from healthy interactions, healthy respect for one another. Not throwing your phone. And so just like that, we're going to keep the party going, man. I didn't think I was going to be on a rant. And that was without no notes. Your boy went 27 minutes without no notes. Holla at me, man. I do this. I, I feel like Steph Curry, when he take the three and he turn around. You know what I mean? Go right in. But sometimes I feel like Nick Young, when he did the same thing, he took that three and he turned around his arms up and that joint like bobble out. But hey, go look it up. You'll know. Yeah, I, I felt good about that. I don't know how y'all felt, but I felt good. We're going to keep the party going because I ain't trying to be here all day. So we talk about this like mea copa. So maybe when it came to this sister snatching the mic from that white woman at LaGuardia College graduation. Maybe I'm not going to say I was wrong because I'm a Scorpio. I don't say I'm wrong. 
what I'm going to say is it maybe it was a little bit more to the story and it needed a little bit more context. And so <laughs> I saw on socials that somebody that was at the that was at the graduation, they posted a recording of what was alleged by the woman who snatched the mic was that nobody got a chance to say their name. And so what you'll hear is in this audio clip, you'll hear her talk briefly that the sister who was also there. And then you'll hear this white woman put the mic to these people faces and let them say their name. No one said anything less. Um, the young lady, I understand it was her moment. Um, I feel like she went around about that the wrong way. Um, no one was discriminated against. No one was racially profiled. No one was trying to discriminate against her. And to be totally honest, she handled this very poorly. John Booth, Amy Gomez, Angelica Chiara Villar, Gina Aburello, Amoya Doily, Cassandra Robinson. Okay. I, I can't play I can't play her joint against snatching the mic but but you heard it uh Nia Barrera right something Mamoyly these people had a little melanin they had a little bit of melanin again I'm not gonna say sorry but what I feel is I'm gonna tell you how I feel and this is all sincerity I feel like I give black folk the benefit of the doubt because it's not far-fetched to believe that a white woman at a graduation did something dastardly. S-A-T word, dastardly. So we've seen white folk at graduations do what? We've seen them not give a child a diploma. We've seen them turn off mics if they don't like the speeches of the, of the salutatorians and the valedictorians. We've seen that. And so it's not hard to believe <laughs> that this individual didn't let everybody say their name. But guess what? I saw some people get a chance to say their name and they, they were melanin. They had some melanin in them. However, I still need more proof. I still need more proof because that doesn't mean that she was allowed to say her full name. And so until I see some proof that that she was allowed to say her full name and then she just she was on one. Then I ain't going I ain't going to say she 100 percent Jesse Smollett, because remember when that thing came down with Jesse and he said it was a hate crime and he was all bruised and battered. It was just like, yo, why would Jesse lie about this? And then Jesse, we found out that Jesse lied about it. And then we was just like, well, free Jesse. Cause I said free Jesse. And I don't like doing, you know, I don't like comparing, uh, comparing things. My white, white folk do shit all the time and lie. And again, is it that hard to believe that a, that a, a gay black man got beat up? It's not. And so, no, it's not hard to believe. And, I'm, I, I, and what I say, what's that Steve, that girl from, that woman from Steve Wilkos? That's, I mean, that's mine, and I'm going to stick beside her. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt, man. I'm going to still believe. I still believe someday you and me. All right, that's all y'all get. I'm going to believe. 
damn, man, she lied. It's crazy. But again, it's it's again, it's not so far fetched. Right. And so maybe we shouldn't. Maybe I maybe the moral of the story is I shouldn't necessarily just blind believe. But maybe take serious. But she was very convincing. I'll say that. And so last but not least. We are going to talk about the Titanic 2. The submarine that is no more. All I have is a rest in peace to the folk on there, sending love and light to the loved ones of of those who died. Because this is one of those times where, and yes, I, I have posted on my socials about capitalism, about white supremacy and billionaires and wealth hoarders and all of that. And I still feel that way. Let's be clear. I still feel that way. But it doesn't. It's, it's no harm. It, what? In me saying, yo, it's just effed up. It's unfortunate. Hopefully we make better choices. Not we, because I wouldn't even have the opportunity to be on the submarine with a joystick, with a PlayStation 5 joystick. And I'm not making light of it. That's really what it was. You know, I you just hope that these folk start to recognize that they're not invincible. And that their privilege doesn't mean they're immune to destruction. All right. So with that said, I am out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube, if you're listening on whatever streaming services. Um, and I will catch you again on Wednesday or Thursday, one of them days. But just keep your eyes out again. When you hit that subscribe button, then you're going to know. Until next time, peace. Peace.